Well, I was actually born in Massachusetts, and I lived there until uh, 2003. And um, then I moved to Seattle, but uh, Boston sports was just always a thing for my family. Um, my family's all from Massachusetts, always been big Patriots fans. Celtics fans and um, Red Sox fans. And so once I got older, football just became something that my family would watch together. So I've just always been a big Patriots fan. And of course, I was blessed to be able to watch 20 years of domination um, with Tom Brady. So um, I got into the writing actually just this past summer. Um, I've kind of been someone who's always struggled with trying to figure out what I wanted to do for a career. And so people were like, well, why don't you try and get involved in something with football? And I was like, yeah, that's not a bad idea. So I actually tweeted, I don't know, since you follow me on Twitter, I'm not sure if you ever saw it, but I had tweeted out asking people to send me in the right direction of some opportunities or something that I could do in sports media. And that's when I got into contact with Mike Debate, which I believe you just had on your podcast. Yes, just last and, night. And, um, yeah, I, I like Mike a lot. He's really great. So um, we just, we messaged back and forth, and he asked me if I would want to write for them. And that's never something that I ever considered. Uh, writing was never something that I thought that I was that good at or something I should pursue. So I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a try. And so I was able to cover the Patriots this season, and I actually really enjoyed it. And despite the season ending and or going and ending in not a favorable way, it was still really fun. Yeah, you know what? It just it just sucks seven and nine. You know it it don't sound great. And I I I'm sure like you and many others. Once we signed Cam, I was hoodwinked. I thought I thought the dynasty would continue. You know, I didn't mm. think we'd get no eleven and five or twelve and four or thirteen and three and anything like that. But I thought we'd be nine and seven or maybe eight and eight and with a horrible division, maybe make a wild card spot. But between Edelman getting hurt, between COVID, and I truly believe that was part of the problem, right? If Dante Hightower and Chung don't opt out. If Edelman plays a full season, if Cam never gets COVID at all, I do think it's a little different. And after how the Colts played today, I think the Patriots would have definitely played the played a little bit better against the Bills. Um, and for Jul- for Julian Edelman's sake, you know, next year potentially could be his last. He. I want him to go out the right way. I don't I don't want him needing to feel like he has to team up wherever Tom Brady goes, you know, and you know yeah. I, I want Edelman to end the Patriot. So do I, and I'm really hoping he will. It looks like based off of some of his recent Instagram posts, it looks like he wants to come back for next season, which of course is a good sign, since most people were already assuming that he was going to retire. Um, but I'm really hopeful that he, he won't. Uh, I mean, I was someone who didn't even think that Brady would ever leave. I thought that he was going to be a Patriot forever. So I really hope, since that didn't work out, that Edelman will be the one that was, like, a Patriot for life. I cannot—I I could not, like, emotionally handle Edelman retiring already or leaving and going to the Bucks or something. Like, I can't have that, like, two years in a row. I would be so upset. 
I've I've been having that feeling ever since Gronk mysteriously came out of retirement to join Tampa. You know, I I keep having that feeling where he will go to the Bucks. Him, Gronk, and Brady, they'll take videos together of stepbrother scenes, uh, and they'll all live in one house, and, and, I really and, hope and they'll not. just dominate. I, I just had that feeling. I don't know why, but it's, it just seems so good to be true, and imagine what kind of team that would be, still maintaining Brown, still having Evans and Godwin, you know, they would obviously have to get rid of Edelman's clone, you know, you can't have... Too, too many weapons over there, but that just seems like the play because I'm telling you right now, I do not want Jared Stidham. I don't think he's the guy. I don't think he's it. What's your thoughts on Jared Stidham? Yeah, I'm with you. I don't I don't think so either. Um, I, I think that, um, you know, the argument has been that he's never really gotten a real shot at starting, which I understand that argument, but... Uh, plenty of backup quarterbacks can come into a game when the starter is benched and they can make a difference. Even if it's going to be an inevitable loss, they still do, can produce good plays. And instead of had a couple times where you're like, oh, wow, okay. But he's been given a lot of chances and he didn't do anything better than Cam did. And I trust the coaches because, I mean, they had opportunities where they could have said, you know what, we're not going with Cam this week. We want to try something different. And they never chose Stidham. They even chose Hoyer over Stidham against the Chiefs when Cam was out. So to me, that says a lot more about how they view Stidham. And I don't listen to Twitter and what people say because, I mean, everyone thinks they're an NFL expert on Twitter. So if Belichick doesn't see that much in him, then I'm going to trust that. That's what I hate about social media. Oh, it's 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 so it's so annoying. Like they're not level-headed. They they think just because they're on a couch and they get to see it right there with a billion replays. By the way, no no one ever mentioned that part. They they get to see all the replays right away. The network slows it down for them. The analysts point it. Out them because because they're not the ones knowing it first, but they think they know every goddamn thing, and 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 also there's zero accountability. Some loser in like Indiana talks shit about a, a player in any sports team for having a bad day, makes remarks towards his family members, and zero accountability. Not nothing happens. That's the worst part of social media. Yeah, I and I feel like it's, it was really unfortunate this season, too, because um, I, I felt like it just showed the worst part of the Patriots fans. I understand. I mean, for the most part, people on social media, they already don't like Patriots fans. They feel they have a, um, a reputation for whatever. I mean, it's hard for me to say what they think because I'm a Patriots fan. But I just felt like it really brought out the worst, and it's just bad because, I mean, we've been spoiled. And I understand that. That's this what it is. Was That's what it is. They think. Yeah, it, I mean, and this, it, it was a very disappointing season, and I can't take that away from people, but it was the first bad season in a long time. 
So I just, I think that people came into the year with too high of expectations, thinking that whoever the quarterback was is going to be able to be Tom Brady or that the opt-outs weren't going to affect them, like you said, or COVID was going to have no bearing on the success of the season. So it was just unfortunate. It wasn't the most fun year to be a Patriots fan on Twitter. You know what it is? That's exactly what it is. Like, half of Twitter, right, because there are people like me, you, and Bobby who root for the Bucks because of Brady, right? But but we'll still be Patriots fans first. Like, if it's Patriots Bucks, all three of us are obviously rooting for the Patriots. But there are a lot of people who probably are now quote unquote Buccaneers fans. So uh-huh. because they see a couple of people do that. They think all are like that. And then there are also the group of people that think people only became a Patriot fan magically in 2000. That's that's when they think the Patriot started, right? So that's, right. That, that, that's a part of it too. The, well, the argument I always have with that is, which is just, it's, it's, there's probably a lot of people who did become fans around then, but if you, if you want to talk in a way of social media most of the people who are on social media are usually between the ages of like 18 and 30 and yeah most of those people are not old enough to have been a fan of the Patriots before 2000 so like I mean that's just the the demographic of social media I mean unless you want to go on Facebook where you know a lot of our parents and grandparents are all over you know posting those are the people that are going to have lived through all of those years of unsuccess for the Patriots, but um, especially on Twitter, it's going to be a lot of people who are, you know, like majority of their life was Tom Brady. So it's it's just silly to me when they use that as an argument. So you know, the Rams just took took down the Seahawks, and yeah, listen, listen, that, that yet was a another, crazy game. Another loss has not done anything since. You know, throwing that beautiful pick to Malcolm Butler. Um, what's what's your thought of the Seahawks, and what do you think they got to do next? I I feel like it's kind of tricky because at the beginning of the season they were on fire, and uh, specifically the offense. Um, you know, I'm, the the Patriots had a good game against them week two, but um, I pretty much until almost halfway through the season, they were just killing it on offense. No one could stop them. The defense was just non-existent, basically. And it feels like it kind of switched, where now the offense hasn't been able to do anything for virtually um, the last several eight games, maybe. And um, the defense is playing a lot better. So it's a little bit confusing to try and figure out what is going on there. I think they definitely need to probably fix their offensive line. Uh, Russell Wilson gets sacked so much. Um, But, I I mean, they have some really good players on offense in DK Metcalf and um, Lockett. They have good running backs. Uh, They have some stars on their defense, too. So I, I don't know what the deal was with them this year. And the game is just starting now. The Bucks are at the 18-yard line. So, it should be interesting. Um, Frank Wright made a lot of horrible, 
horrible coaching decision. And if he just take the points, if they kick that first field goal, the game is tied, possibly going into overtime. You know, the missed field goal, it is what it is. But then if you go for the extra point, the first time around going for the two-point conversion, the Colts now win that game. So, uh-huh. you know, and, and also with this possibility of being Philip Rivers' last game, you know, going home to his 10-plus billion kids, what do you think, uh-huh. think Philip Rivers will do? It, and how do you think Frank, Frank Reich will help and be better as a coach? I I agree about the mistakes. I was actually one of the few people on Twitter that was saying um, that they should have gone for the field goal. And I had quite a few people disagree with me, saying, you know, you have to go for the seven points. Like, you you can't just go for three when you're against Josh Allen, which I understand is a good argument for the most part. But then when you get into a situation like the, the Colts did, those three points would have had them tied and they wouldn't have had to deal with trying to um, get a last-second field goal to tie it, and they wouldn't be stressing trying to um, uh, keep the clock. It's also the challenges today have been oh, horrible. horrible. Um, yeah, it, it just happened again. There were two horrible challenges in the Seahawks-Rams game. That was bad. Um, I don't know about Rivers. I, I didn't hate him signing with the Colts. I just kind of feel like this game, other than the, the mistakes, um, by uh, Reich, I, I do think that Rivers just kind of rivered himself. Like, it was just such a typical Philip Rivers ending. He just always gets so close, and he, he can't win when it, in crunch time when he needs to. Um, I think it's going to be a big part of whether or not he wants to come back if the Colts uh, re-sign him. It seems like they're probably going to move on from Jacoby Brissett. So it's either sign someone in free agency or draft, but they're going to not be as high up as they usually are in the draft because they made the playoffs. So um, with Rivers kind of toying with the idea of retirement last year, it's gonna, I, I think a lot of it is going to just depend on what he decides is best for him and his, like you said, 10 million children. So it's going to be an interesting offseason for them too. I'm actually shocked. He didn't throw a pick today. And coming into this game, he was undefeated in the wild card game. And he's 1-6 past the wild card game. And another thing that screwed up Reich, I don't get why teams call the first time out in the second half in the third quarter. And at that time, they called it with like 13 minutes left. Then plus the challenge. Now you're working mm-hmm. with one timeout. For over 25 minutes. How exactly do you think that's going to play out? It's it's not going to play out. And right now the Bucks are at Washington's 20. Because Kendall Fuller had a big face mask in, against Mike Evans. So Brady is moving down pretty well. Um, with, pretty, pretty quickly too. With, with also the Patriots you know, needing a quarterback and... Bill's last couple of drafts for the past couple of years hasn't been all great. Would you go with Brissett? Would you go with Dak Prescott? Would you go with Phillip Rivers? Or would you go within the draft and try to find the diamond in the rough? Uh, okay, well, let's see. So the names that have been tossed around were a few, like you said. I don't think Dak will be available 
Uh, I think that the I would like to believe that the Cowboys are going to come to their senses and realize that they need Dak. That he's not amazing, but I mean, look at how this season turned out after Dak left. I mean, I, I feel like that right there demonstrates that you need him, so I don't think he'll be available. Despite the rumors of Deshaun Watson, I also don't think he's going to be available either. Um, Philip Rivers, I'd say no. Um, Jacoby is not horrible, but I mean, he, it's hard to say. He didn't play terrible when he was a starter last season, but I don't know if, if Belichick ever really loved him as the quarterback. Um, he did seem to be less of a passer. So I think I'm kind of jumbled, but I just have a lot of thoughts about the quarterback situation. I think um, uh, that the Patriots need to decide what direction they want to go in. If they want to get back to having more of a pocket passer like they did with Brady, or if they want to have more of a mobile quarterback like they did with Cam, they kind of need to figure out what direction they want to go in. And not knowing that makes it a little difficult to try and figure out who their best uh, choice would be. I think that they should go for someone in the in the draft. I doubt they'll draft someone in the, a quarterback in the first round. Just knowing Belichick, I just would not be surprised if he went for like a punter. Like that's just such a Belichick <laughs> thing. Um, so I, I I have no um, I have no idea. Like I just don't have my hopes up for anything. Um, but I'm also not someone who's against Cam coming back. Um, even if it is, again, on a one-year veteran minimum deal, I'm not against it. Uh, I think that there are some other quarterbacks that people have mentioned, like Stafford, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I, I like the idea of Cam coming back just because he's familiar with the system, he's familiar with the coaches, with the team. It would give him a full, proper off-season uh, to to train and, and you know get himself back into football shape. So... Um, I, I also don't like, I don't hate the idea of Jimmy Garoppolo. I know that's not a very popular opinion either, but the familiarity with the team, uh, Belichick was rumored to love him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened too. And Bucks take a 3-0 lead with the field goal. You know, Stafford, I would like, but since the Patriots aren't really close... And what would it take to get him in a trade? You know, I'm I'm not trying to go past the third round pick, and and you know and you know just like just like everyone likes to tax the Yankees in baseball, pe the Lions are gonna want to tax Bill Belichick. They're gonna want to want that second round pick or first round pick or something, and then and then the Patriots got to think about too. What are they doing, Damian Harris, who I like personally. Or Sony Michelle, how much longer are you gonna stick with Nikhil Harry, who who we who we could have gotten DK Metcalf, and 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 we and, and we're stuck with him. Like there's so many things, I wouldn't mind a, another season of Cam. I truly wouldn't. You know, you know, I I think that COVID took three or four games out of him. Um, because after a year of going from pockets pocket pocket quarterback to Pocket slash mobility. How, how do you leave from that, right? Because it gives you so many more options. Because even now, any team who plays the Bucks, you get Brady out of that pocket, you're more likely to win. 
So why would you uh-huh. go? Why would you go just to a pocket scenario? And that's what Stafford and Philip Rivers are—just pocket quarterbacks. They can't run anymore. So even like a Jacoby Brissett would at least give us some mobility. Um, I don't know, but you know the main the main factor in all this too is will the Patriots be lifting any Lombardis in the next couple of years? And I would like to think so, but I'd also say no because Patrick Mahomes is trying to do what Brady and Belichick did, him and Reed, trying to be the next Brady and Belichick. So do you see anyone in the NFC stopping the Chiefs from repeating? What's funny is that I'm not even that um not that high up on the Chiefs this season. Because I feel like the AFC is actually a little more difficult this year than it has been. Um, and the NFC doesn't seem to be as scary as it has been recently. Uh, I think that the Chiefs are good. Of course they are. But I don't think that they're unstoppable. I, I, I feel like they've gotten that reputation. But I, I feel like they're not as scary of a team that people might think they are. Um, I, as for the NFC, uh, who would I think is the NFC? I think the Packers are, are doing pretty well, but again, they can be kind of inconsistent. Um, you know, if the Bucks were to win this game, the Packers, if they had to meet, the Packers were demolished by the Bucks, and they've been a super inconsistent team. Um, I think that most people think the Packers are probably going all the way. Um... I don't know. I, I, I guess that would be the be- my best shot. Like, now that Seattle's out, the Rams are kind of iffy. Um, who does that leave? Who else is the NFC? Oh, the Saints. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the Saints and the Bucks, if they meet, the Saints have completely squashed the Bucks this season, too. It's I I don't know about you. I I, I guess I'll I could re- rebut and ask your opinion. I feel like there's not really any Super Bowl favorites this year. I kind of feel like people might think it's the Chiefs, obviously, or the Packers, obviously. But I feel like there's not really an obvious answer there. I don't know if you agree with that, but I, I just don't really feel like there's any one team that's super dominant and like the the favorite. A lot of people got the Chiefs and Packers, right? You got Super Bowl yeah. two rematch up, and you got Aaron Rodgers. You got Mahomes and his weapons, and you know sometimes it seems like Mahomes can score in less than two minutes. Some sometimes uh-huh. it seems like he he struggles for a couple of drives or two. Um, you know, I I get it. Aaron Rodgers scores a whole lot, but I'm not that impressed with the defense. I, I never have been. I mean, look at how dumb that organization is. They draft, they never ever help Aaron Rodgers out. They draft the quarterback instead of giving him a weapon when they could have drafted any other wide receiver last year. Any other wide receiver. Lamb could have been a Packer. You know, so 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 it's just it's just one of those things that I I don't get it. Um, I'm also not that much of a Rodgers fan, so so I kind of like that he's one and done so far. But for me, oh, me too. <laughs> for me, I've and mostly because of Brady, mostly because the Super Bowls in Tampa, I've I've been saying the Bucks. And once and when you add Antonio Brown as and 
and the last past couple of weeks, Gronk's been balling. And you know what? That's that's a lot of hard for teams to cover. At most, right? The Chiefs would be able to cut would would be able to double Evans and Godwin, right? At most. Uh-huh. Now, now you you can maybe do pick plays on Gronk because sometimes Gronk Gronk will be blocking, sometimes he'll be going out. But then you got Antonio Brown running ravage. You got the run game, so it's essentially the Patriots of the NFC. You know, uh-huh. when back in 07, when the Patriots were able to do whatever they want with their run game and their receiving core. So if if Bruce Arians stays the hell out of Tom Brady's way and doesn't make Tom Brady try, try to be Patrick Mahomes throwing you 80 billion yards, you know, the Bucks, the Bucks will go far. They'll do their thing. And, and, and again, even, even if next week Green Bay is... Five degrees. So what? Brady played more than twenty years in Gillette, and 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 negative two degree weather, five degree weather in the in the snow. So I I don't see that to be a problem. Yeah, that'll be more of a problem for Drew Brees. (laughs) That's why I was like, they they were trying so hard and having Brees come back. I believe far sooner than he should should have with his injuries, but they were trying really hard to get that number one seed because they know they don't want to go to Lambeau in January. I mean, that Drew Brees can't handle it, so. You know what it is, too, maybe? Like, like people said he should have never played against the Chiefs. Maybe, maybe they were just trying to get him that extra game to be, like, game ready, not just come in one week before the playoffs. That's that that's yeah. what that's what I would assume. And I'm also really excited for the Bears Saints game tomorrow. But that's really for the child version of me because the game's on Nickelodeon and if I don't uh. if I don't see some kind of slime, it's a fail and all the week about of this game would have been to waste. And Sean Payton even said if we win, I will get slimed. So I hope slime will be involved. Yeah, I think they said that there was going to be slime, like, at least virtually, like, during the broadcast on Nickelodeon. But it would be pretty entertaining if they actually had it, like, at the stadium. Yeah, like, instead of, have, 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 like, instead of the Gatorade tub, have a green tub. Two tubs, one for the Bears, Uh one for the Saints. And and whether whether it's on the head coach or whoever whoever the MVP of the game is, just dumped on them because virtual to me is not enough. Like it's like like I hear something about SpongeBob will be part of it. Like like I just don't want to see SpongeBob and Rugrat characters and stuff like that. Even though that would be cool, but I gotta see some kind of slime. You gotta you gotta make it fun because. You can do that for the game. Nickelodeon could have made a whole bunch of slime, like uh-huh. like, like like last weekend, and and had a scent. It's okay. You're not going to get COVID that way. So, you know. Well, and I think that I had heard before that slime is basically just like pudding. So I mean, they just. I I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's legitimate. I just know from back in the day that was like the 
what they claimed it was. Yeah, it's just so basically a texture now, a green, a green wet texture, and just uh-huh. dye, dye coloring, and 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 you know, kids just mess around with it and make stuff, you know. But 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 that's yeah. that's as as watching all of the Nickelodeon movies and shows and the kids' choice awards. That was the biggest part. Slime. You know, you know, having the host get slimed, someone being slimed, and that's so. So, if you're gonna put a game on Nickelodeon, it it just has to be a part of it, or you know. Or, yeah, and you're one of the only people I've seen that was actually like looking forward to it. I saw when people when really? they finally announced. Yeah, I saw so many people that thought it was so dumb, or they were mad about it, and I was like, okay, well, first of all. I mean, they're trying to branch out and bring in, like, a whole new audience, so obviously, kudos to them. Second of all, the game is not only going to be on Nickelodeon, so if you're not interested, like, I don't understand the anger. Like, just don't watch it on Nickelodeon then. And, uh, Iron Eagle's son, who's also the voice of the Clippers, he he's gonna be the lead play-by-play tomorrow, and, and another reason why it's smart why they're doing it is because... They lost so much money. So if Nickelodeon wants to give the NFL thirty plus million dollars to put the game on the TV, Amazon Prime is also doing a game on TV. Um, Telemundo is also doing a game on TV. Freeform is is doing is doing a game on TV. So out of all those, wouldn't Nickelodeon be the funnest one? You're you're gonna see cartoon characters be a part of it, you know, you're, you're gonna get slime, and, and, and maybe the people that are knocking it, may, maybe they're born in the 2000s, and, and that's when Nickelodeon stopped being fun, maybe, maybe that's yeah. why they're being haters, but for someone yeah. who is, for someone who lived most of his childhood watching Nickelodeon, I'm, I'm, I'm just hyped for it, I think it's gonna be fun, it's gonna be interesting, and this might be the only time to do it, right, people gotta recoup some kind of money, but you know what? If it's a success, if it gets ratings, why why not do it again? Because that's what it's all about, right? Nickelodeon wants people to come to Nickelodeon. Maybe maybe people a lot of people will have to subscribe to it because not that many, I'm I'm one of maybe few people on this earth who still has a cable box. I still have a house phone. That whole internet package stuff like that. But but may but maybe this would be a regular thing and. Just it's it's unique, you know. Too many too many people yeah. do the same thing, and that's boring sometimes. Yeah, and I think it's different for the NFL to be trying to incorporate kids because they do have all these programs and stuff that they do with kids. But Nickelodeon is like a huge attract, uh, you know, attraction for kids. So if that can get them in, staying safe from COVID, getting into football, maybe they they'll make new fans that way. Yeah, that. That would be like putting a game on the Disney Channel and not and not involving Mickey Mouse. You know, it it just yeah, it, it just would be weird. And the Bucks now have to punt, so the football team will still get the ball. But Chase Young really hasn't got close to Brady yet. Um, and he's been running his mouth. Brown Steelers tomorrow night, and a lot of people uh-huh. don't like that. That's the night game. But 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 it's 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 like tonight's game. These two games are really the best of the weekend, right? So so I get why it's at night. But who who do you think's winning that game? 
That one's going to be close. I think that people are dismissing it a little bit too easily. Divisional games are always tougher. I mean, look at what we just saw in the Rams-Seahawks game. Um, I don't know that anyone um, assumed that the Rams were going to run away with that win. Um, even the Bills, it wasn't a divisional game, but I'm sure most people thought the Bills were just going to slam the Colts, and that didn't happen. So uh, I think it's I think it's interesting to have a divisional game um, as the night game, and uh, I think they yeah they were one and one this season. The the Steelers beat them once, and the Browns just beat them. Uh, I think the Browns are going to be, they're going to have a little bit more of a difficult time because they had a COVID outbreak on their team. So I don't even know if the coach is allowed to be there. No, he's not. He's not not coaching. Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be a little interesting. Um, I I don't know how the game will go. The Steelers haven't looked good since, basically since they lost their first game. Um, So I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns had a repeat of last week. I mean, they were killing it last week. If they can continue that, then I can see them definitely winning tomorrow. If the Browns lose tomorrow, I think it's going to be a safe bet that 90% of the Browns fans on Twitter will say it's because we didn't have Stefanski. What What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that it's, I mean, I, I think most people are always trying to look for some sort of excuse. And... Maybe, you know, if tomorrow does go badly for them, if it's play calling or whatever it is, maybe saying that the coach not being there is going to be something that actually turns out to be legitimate. But I do think that it is going to be a built-in excuse um, if they do lose. No matter what the reason is, maybe it's a last-second missed field goal or, you know, maybe um, uh, Mayfield throws three interceptions, something, I don't know, something that has nothing to do with the coach not being there. Now we're joined by my lately co-host, Mr. James. James, introduce yourself. Hey, this is James. Um, what's going on, man? Hello? Sarah. Oh, hi. Hi, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Hello, Sarah. Um, this is James, the other half sportsters. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, it's funny because um, right now, um, obviously, the Buccaneers are the football team. But tomorrow, um, another another interesting matchup is um, the Ravens versus the Titans. Um, Lamar Jackson definitely needs to get a win because he's 0-2. We just saw Josh Allen get his win. So do you think Lamar Jackson finally exercised his demons to get his first win? of the postseason against a team that has stopped him twice this year in the Tennessee Titans? Um, I have, I think that the Titans are going to win. Um, I Lamar just hasn't played the same this year from what we've seen the last couple years. And the Titans are just on fire the last few weeks. And they have the ultimate weapon in Derrick Henry. So, um, I, I yeah, I don't see it being that close of a game I could be completely wrong but yeah I, I don't know that the Titans are going to go too far in the playoffs but I think I mean they've played really well against the Ravens this year so I, I think they're going to win tomorrow 
I mean, it, it should be an interesting game. Um, I've I've been going back and forth on this, and on one hand, I think you know Lamar could be due. You know, he's here the criticism. He's just he's not really a quarterback. He's a running back. The other half of the Titans have have owned them, but I'm I'm probably gonna go with the Titans too because just because Derek because Derek Henry is gonna eat. He's gonna get fed. Um, they're gonna run the ball, play ball control, keep um keep Lamar and the offense off the field. Um, I think it's going to come down to limiting the Ravens' opportunity at points. It's probably going to be somewhere in the, in the, in the low 20s, and I think the Tennessee Titans will, will ultimately win this game as well. I think Derrick Henry is going to feast, and Lamar Jackson is going to continue to show the world that he should not be a quarterback. That he is just a running back. And we're all waiting for the Scooby-Doo scene. Where the guy takes off the mask. And he's like, I would have gotten away if it wasn't for you pesky kids. And, uh, you know, it's it's just too many people. Too many people, you know, stir the straw of Lamar Jackson. They hype him up. They think he's the most exciting thing even even with that whole Browns game, you know, he gets hurt, and then he, you know, pe- people think he shitted himself, and then he does the whole comeback, and he magically throws that touchdown, and that got too many people back on his side, and I just want him to show the world who he really is tomorrow and lose that game to the Titans. Yeah, I think the Titans are going to win. So, I mean, Derrick Henry getting, like, there how many games? I don't know how many games this season he had over 200 yards. I mean, if you can't stop him, then you're. I would assume that it's you're just going to lose. Like, And I, I don't know if they have anyone that, on that defense that can slow him down. Um, another, um, it's funny because um, Derrick Henry... Big props to him, to um, 2K, seventh running back in NFL history, to Lisa 2K. I'm not, I don't know if you guys covered the Brown Steelers. Um, I am all over the Steelers winning this game. I think the Steelers are going to win this game. Yes, I could be a little biased, but I think the Steelers are going to win this game. I think now they're peaking at the right time. I think losing Stefanski is going to hurt um, Cleveland. Um, he's the guy that, that helped Baker Mayfield shine. And losing him is going to be a bigger loss than people think. I, I think I think Steelers are going to just crush the Browns tomorrow. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about this game too, and I said that I wasn't sure really. Like the Browns beat them last week, so if they can somehow keep that going, then maybe they could win. But it's possible that not having the coach is going to impact them a little bit more than people think. Um, but they were one and one this season when they went against each other. The Steelers completely dominated them when they played them early in the season. So it's it's hard to say who's going to win, especially being a divisional game. It could be either either team really. This year, Derek Henry had three two hundred yard games. Two of them against Houston, and the other was against Jacksonville. Okay, yeah, that's so crazy, though. Even though the teams, it, yeah, I mean, even though they were against teams that didn't play well this year, having any game, any, a single game with 200 yards is crazy, never mind three. 
it, it's crazy because Derrick Henry is one of those running backs that he just he's a throwback running back. I mean, he's built he's built like a goddess, and you just get on his back, and he's just gonna just run downhill and just take you to the promised land. The Titans are gonna really have a have a Titans really have a field day as long as Derrick Henry gets the touches. Um, I know we talked about this earlier with the Colts and Bills, but. But from my thoughts, I, 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 it's not, I, it's not so much the Bills won this game because you know give credit to the Bills they did what they did, but man the Titans left so many not far, sorry, the Colts left left left, left Colts the Colts left points so much on the board man so many points left on the on the board that controversial fumble play I mean luckily it didn't come back to bite the Bills but man. I felt like I thought Buffalo just escaped with a win. Not so much Buffalo won. I think Andy Moore blew that game. And Ronald yeah, Jones. Yeah, I think that is. Sorry. Oh, Ro- go ahead. Go ahead. Ronald Jones's quad injury is questionable to return for this game, so that hurts the Bucks a little bit. Um. Yeah, I do think that this game said a lot about the Bills. I think people were really in on the Bills going. Maybe not all the way, but some people did believe they could go all the way. Um, I think that this showed that they're not as tough as people think that they are. Um, I mean, I think that people underestimated the Colts, too. I I thought that that was going to be a close game anyway. Uh, I think that they kind of flew under the radar this season. But, yeah, they they blew that um, opportunity to get a field goal by going for it on fourth down. Then they had the missed field goal. And, yeah, it was just a mess for them today. So it will be interesting to see how the Bills do. It seemed like they were almost going to blow it, like that they were that young team that just wasn't ready to handle all the pressure in the playoffs. So I think, um, yeah, depending on who they go with the AFC being, in my opinion, the tougher um, conference this year, it's going to be interesting to see if the the Bills can handle it. And Tom Brady to Antonio Brown for the touchdown. And it was just a nice crisp throw. Antonio Brown had three steps in front of in front of the cornerback, and you know, seeing seeing Tom Brady work like that, I think it's fantastic. Um, when you oh when you write articles, um, what what kind of story do you look to write? Do you look to write about games? Do you look to write about matchups? Do you look to write about personable stories, you know, how much how much work do you put before each and every art article? Well, um, there's a team of, of, of people for every um, team, so we get uh, a certain type of article that we're supposed to write beforehand, so I was supposed to talk about, like, the the players' performances on the team. And I kind of made the article my own, um, making it the standout performances. And I would do that for no matter what, in what way they stood out. It could be a, I think a lot of people would read the titles of my articles and assume that I, assume that I was only talking about the good plays. But I, every single week I would talk about players that did not play well. Um, and I just like to be able to talk about both, like the players that did really well and give them their rightful shout-outs, and then also talk about the people that didn't play so well. Because every single game is not great, and every single game is not bad either. So I like to be able to show that even if it was a horrible loss, 
it doesn't necessarily mean that every single player played terribly. Um, I'm also kind of more of a, I'm more of an optimistic Patriots fan. I always say that I'm, I'm, I'm an optimistic Patriots fan, even though I'm not an optimistic person in my everyday life. I'm actually more of a pessimist. So um, I do try to be more of a fan that doesn't just talk crap about a player or talk crap about the team as a whole. I like to give credit where it's due. And um, I, I just like to, to write about their players and, I don't know, just maybe shine some light on players that people don't know about or maybe they don't look at games as analytically as other people. So I, 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 I like writing that type of stuff, like covering a game, talking about what went well, what didn't go well, that type of stuff. Um, the, it, it's crazy because you're, you know, you're a Patriot fan. Um, the, I'm, I'm sure Nick probably didn't ask because he's a hack, but I'm going to ask anyway. Um, the Patriots, the Patriots have had a great, probably one of the best dynasties we'll ever see in the history of sports, going to nine Super Bowls, winning six of them. That, that, that will probably, that dominance in the NFL will probably never be seen. Um, now, do you feel like the Patriots dynasty has kind of come to an end now? Because, you know, the Brady's in Tampa. Um, Cam didn't really have a good season. And it appears that the Bills are are starting to be on the come up right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel like with Brady leaving, that just kind of ends it in general. Just because I feel like when you, when you think of the dynasty, you associate Brady with it. So I feel like it would just be kind of weird to, no matter who the quarterback was afterwards, then like kind of incorporate them unless for some reason they were able to be super successful this year. And of course, as we know, that didn't happen. Um, I, I think that they might have a couple years where they're not that great, but I think that right now they're not really necessarily doing a rebuild. They're kind of trying to, I don't know, fill in the spots and maybe in a year or two, it's going to be a possible entire like tear down and rebuild everything. But, um, yeah, I think that with Brady leaving that, in my mind anyway, it just kind of ended it for, like, as far as the dynasty goes. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It's a beautiful day, beautiful day. Um, Another question um, that I want to ask, speaking of, um, Bill Belichick, I've always had um, coaching in the NFL, like his assistants. Most of the time when assistants go off to other places, you know, they don't do well. Ali and Josh McDaniels, when he coached in Denver, he came back. But you're seeing two interesting coaches that are, are trending up. You're seeing the Miami Dolphins, despite not making the playoffs, 10-6. and six, um, They seem to be really good. The Giants, even though they finished 6-10, a game out of game out of first place in the NFC East, albeit a terrible division, but still um, it's first place. Um, what do you think of the two coaches that have been that have been taking over, you know, taking over. I feel, I feel like they were kind of the ones that you thought that would be successful. I think, I mean, for the most part, I, I don't think that many um, Patriots fans were super high on, like, Matt Patricia, even when he was on the Patriots. So him not being super great in uh, Detroit wasn't that surprising to a lot of people. Um, but I think that the success of those the, um, in Miami and in New York, I feel like it was just a predictable thing that people really liked Flores and they didn't want him to leave. 
So I think that says a lot about people assuming, especially going to Miami, they didn't want to have to play against him because they liked him so well and were hoping he would stay on the Patriots. Um, so, yeah, I'm not surprised about it. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh McDaniels were to leave and not be that great again either. I, I'm not knocking him as an offensive coordinator, but we've seen how he's done outside of New England, and it didn't look great. I wouldn't be surprised if he is the next head coach after Belichick either. So I think he's probably someone who thrives in New England and maybe not anywhere else. And the Bucks missed the extra point, so it's 9 nothing, and Heineke is moving the ball a little down the field, you know, with with possibly a couple of slow years in New England, you know, obviously I think Bill Belichick really wants 300, um, and he was within a couple of years of really getting to that, right, with, with a couple more 11-win seasons, but now that pace is going to slow down a little bit, do you, do you think, do you think he'll coach, you know, three to five more years? Hmm. I I would say at least a few more. Yeah, I think that um, there probably is, and whether it's not, whether it's true or not, I don't know. I feel like there probably is a little bit of that um, subconscious competition between Belichick and Brady, since it seems like things didn't end too well, mostly on their end together. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to want to try and be successful without Brady, especially since people can't seem to stop comparing them. Um, And I I think that he'll want to be around, especially with all the opt-outs coming back. And um, a friend of mine that I I do a podcast with, too, he he made a good point that he doesn't think that Belichick will want to be around when the team has to do a complete rebuild that he's just not at that point in his career anymore, that he wants to start over new. And I, I could see that happening. I, I don't know that he would want to completely tear down and rebuild an entire team. So I, I see that happening in a couple of years, and I wouldn't be surprised if Belichick's gone by then. My last question before rapid fire. Um, what now, what do you think of for the future holds for the New England Patriots um, you, as you eloquently stated, um, Brady is gone and Camden have a disappointing year. Like, what's next for the Patriots? Because as sudden, the East Division that has been lapped but been owned by the Patriots, you're seeing, you're already seeing two teams in the AFC East trying to make claims. Um, I think that they definitely have to address the quarterback situation. I think that's at the top of the list that everyone is saying. Um, and who that is, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming that it's going to be someone who's already in the league. I don't see Belichick drafting a rookie and having him start at the beginning of the season. I don't see that happening. And they definitely need to figure out the tight end situation, whether if they like Asiasi and Keen, because I think that was a huge hole this season. Uh, I think that the opt-out players coming back is going to be more of an impact than people think. Um, I think that it's going to help the offense especially, but the defense too, with Hightower out. But we've seen really good stuff from Winovich, so I'm excited about that. But I do think that it's going to take a couple years. Um, If the Bills can continue the success that they're on right now, then I could see them being the ones that are dominant. Um, If we got a full normal season, it's possible that the Dolphins do too, if they continue with Tua. So, um, I think it's kind of up in the air. It's, It's I mean, I guess, too, we can't leave out the Jets. The Jets have a really high pick, 
And that's the end. Who wins the Super Bowl? Oh, this is something I've been thinking about. Like, first of all, I'm so bad at predicting who wins games and, like, um, who's going in, uh, like, scores and stuff. I'm terrible at that, and I, I'm the first one to admit it. I consistently admit it. Um, I, I just don't know who the favorites are. Like, I think the easiest answer would be to say Packers, Chiefs, although I would rather, like, gouge my eyes out than see that. Um, because I don't, I don't like either team. touchdown so it's now 9-7 getting a little close um you mentioned it a little earlier tell us about the podcast you do oh yeah so um i am joining actually recently because i used to do podcasts but i haven't done it for quite a while um joining ray and connor's they're starting their own little network thing of Boston sports. And it's going to be right now. It's like, I think it's a tentative name of dear Pat's nation. So you can find that on YouTube. We stream live. So soon I'll be doing, um, I'll be joining them weekly on Thursdays. We'll be going live and answering questions, talking about the Patriots. And then I'll also have days where I'll be going live by myself and I'll be putting out my own little videos and stuff. Um, and I'll be talking about the Patriots, everything Patriots. Um, so I'm excited about that because um, I haven't really been able to branch out and do podcasts that I really am interested in doing. So I'm really excited about that. 8.51K subscribers. It's on YouTube, Dear Pats Nation. Um, I'm really excited for this. Thank you. Oh, um, I, I was there just on last Thursday, so just a couple days ago. Um, and like I said, I'm for sure on every Thursday, we go live, so you can like live comment, we'll answer questions, whatever, and then, um, hopefully in the next month or so is when I'll be able to, um, do my own stuff, going live, answering questions, and then also just making videos about topics that I want to talk about. So, I'm excited, there's going to be a lot of new stuff on that page, they work currently with Sportscaster, um, but that ending Sportscaster is actually going in a different direction. So they're going to start their own little thing, and there's going to be all types of Boston sports on there. So if you're a Boston sports well, fan, that's, that's where you should go. Well, I'm sure it's going to be a complete success, and best of wishes to you, Sarah, and I hope that that podcast um, is successful. And for those listening, um, if you really love Boston sports, you want to get the Red Sox, Celtics, Bruins, and Patriots covers, listen to that podcast. I th- thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you so no much problem. for coming on. Enjoy the rest of the game. Let's hope Brady wins. No one wants to see Mahomes getting another Super Bowl. No oh one wants to see Packers God. Chiefs. That's right. And 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 oh, let's go Brady. Oh my All God. right, thanks guys for having me on. I'll talk to you later. 
Yes, ma'am. Take care. Sarah, thank you so, so much for taking the time and, co- and coming on. You know, my my co-host has always been a little bit of a slacker. That's why he was only available oh for 20 minutes. But everybody, within the sound of my voice, go hit the subscribe to Dear Pat's Nation on YouTube. Let's make this number grow. Let's make it grow. Because honestly... 8.51k subscribers, it's not enough. It, it is not nearly enough. A little baseball, Fernando Tatis, maybe get in the bag. He won't hit free agency for another four seasons, but there's rumors of an 11-year, 300-plus million dollar extension, and my man, Godwin, Chris Godwin, just caught touchdown number two for Mr. T. B. Twelve. Yeah, let's go out here in this fucking near streets. Well, you feel it's, me? It's over. You, I, I feel. You know what I'm saying? Well, it, I mean, Brady has a lot of weapons, and God bless Taylor Heineke's heart, man. I think Washington. In order for Washington to like to be a good team going forward, they need a quarterback. That's why Alex Smith, man, I mean, the dude's playing on one leg. I, I, like, I think he should retire. And I think the Red, I think the Washington football team, I was about, I was about to say Redskins, but they don't exist anymore. Yeah, because you're apology. a clown. That's so why only, only clown mentioned that name. And insensitive so the people. Football, the Washington football team really needs a quarterback. So that's something that we need to figure out. Um, also, um... Um, Fernando that team's getting the bag, good for him, as you said. Chris Bryant um, could get traded this weekend. The Mets have been in talks with him. The Mets are still in on George Springer. So And Tampa failed wow. at getting the two-point conversion. Le- Leonard Fournette could not carry it in. And you know what? And that, that Seahawks game, man... I thought that was great, and if I'm a Seahawks fan, I'm mad. I'm mad at Jamal Adams, and here's why. And Jamal Adams is also probably going to get fined for this, but he he had the helmet-to-helmet hit on John Wolford, which made him get took it out of the game, and he eventually went to the hospital for for precautionary measures. So that put in Jared Goff. And he didn't start the game today, but he was the emergency quarterback. And once Jared Goff... Now, Warford didn't look terrible. But once Jared Goff came in, he just took cruise control. The running game was there. They own the Seahawks. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson did throw two TDs to DK Metcalf. Um, but, you know, at one point, the Rams were up by 17. But before that, it didn't matter. they were up by 10. A little bit, a little of a return. And it was a fumble. And that's when the Rams got the ball back. And that's when they scored again. And I put, I put a Twitter comment... And, and I put, Wilson may have win for life. 
but he didn't get the win tonight. And if y'all understand, Russell Wilson named his baby Wit. So, yeah. but he couldn't, yeah. he couldn't even get the win for his own kid, man. And Russell Wilson stays one and done ever since he threw that beautiful, and I mentioned this earlier, but Hackboy didn't oh get to hear God. this because apparently he had better things to do. But ever since Russell wow. Wilson threw that beautiful, yeah, that's right, you take shots at me, I take shots at you. Ever since Russell Wilson threw that beautiful, beautiful pick to Malcolm Butler, you know, he has been nothing but bad. And you know what, Russell Wilson? I'm proud of you, my guy. Keep holding those L's. Uh, all, all I got to say for that game, um, Russell Wilson, ever since the second half of the season, he has not looked good. I mean, he's had losses. I believe he's had um, losses to the Giants. He's he nearly lost to the football team. Um, Russell Wilson hasn't really looked himself since the second half of the season. And it comes to one, like, cause in the first half, Russell Wilson looked like an MVP candidate. Like, he, he didn't look like, the, the Seahawks look like the best team in the league. And all of a sudden, you know, they get one and done. They, they bow out. And then Jamal Adams, like, nearly hurt it, nearly hurt a guy. And now he's in the hospital. Um, um, it just, it just sucks, man. It really sucks. For 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 Horford, for Warford, I hope he's okay. But I think Seattle is a bit overrated. Um, that's all I thought. I think Seattle's overrated. I think kudos to the Rams. Um, their defense is good. Um, and if and if it stays, I think the Rams will be playing the Packers next, if I'm not mistaken. Rams will be playing the Packers, and I believe that whoever and at the and at the Bucks, because if the Bucks end up winning their game then the Bucks would end up playing whoever wins between the Bears and Saints. And if I'm if I'm Tom Brady, if you're telling me who do I want in the lesser of two evils between the Saints and Bears, Bears, give me the Bears. Give me so if I'm a Tom Brady supporter or I'm decided to jump on the Tampa Bay um, playoff bandwagon, I'm rooting hard for Mitch Trubisky to have to gamble his life and Drew Brees to be terrible. That's because because I'm telling you, if the Bucks have to travel to New Orleans, it's over. It's done. It's finished. It's over. Oh, stop. New Orleans defense is going to get to Tom Brady. Oh, it's stop. Gonna be a rat. Stop yourself. It's gonna be You're embarrassing ugly. yourself. It's You're embarrassing yourself. And that's You're just how it is, yourself. man. It's, You're it's, embarrassing it is, yourself. It is what it is. You're embarrassing um, yourself. All. You're embarrassing yourself. That's but that's all the time that we no, have. No, 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 no. After you made that point, you you probably wanted just to end this to get onto your little solitude. But after you made that point, did you really think you can say what you just said and end it like that? Are you out of your goddamn mind? Listen, buddy. Do you not do you not know how this works? Look, all I'm saying is that if Tampa. In playing New Orleans, it would not be pretty for them because New Orleans defense is pretty good. Because you, you, you got, you got Cam, Saints you got are Cam trash, boy. Saints are garbage. Why should I be scared? Why, why should I be scared of the Saints? What have they done lately? What have they done? Because the last two times you faced, like the, the, the Tampa has faced 
the Saints, it, it, it was a wrap. It was over. It was done. It was finito. The That's regular season, boy. That's regular season. Up, That's, gone. Up, That's gone. That's gone. That's gone. Like the Saints defense came up and said, nah, we not having it. The Saints will march today. But if, I'm, but if, if I want the path of least resistance, I would want the Bears to win. That's so gone, if buddy. You're, if your support, if, 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 if I'm wrong, then you should be wrong for the Saints then. I'm just saying. No. If I'm wrong, if I'm I wrong, want the easier game. No but I want the easier game. No but, 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 that's not me saying I'm scared of the Saints. Anybody wants right. the easier game. And anybody. Oh, it, it doesn't take. Okay, 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 okay. It okay. doesn't take okay, a brain dead okay. one to say you want the easier game. But it, it does not mean me okay. saying I'm scared of the Saints. No, no one should be scared of the Saints. How many Super Bowls okay, has the Saints won lately? Right. All right, you're right. You know, as Tampa, not Brady, as Tampa has won one, and the Saints have won one, so it's one on one. We're not talking Brady. Nah, Brady matters, no, son. Wins. Brady matters. No, no, no. He's no, the, you know what is? How do you think Tampa's relevant? How, how do you think Tampa's relevant? Because of Brady. Because of Brady, my guy. If Brady's not here, you, oh you want to know God. where Tampa is? Nowhere. Anyone else has this playoff spot. Maybe the Vikings have had this game right now. Uh, Big Steve, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. I did not, like, I'm, I'm sorry that Nick had to be a, a hack and take this spot and, and do that to you. I'm so sorry. You know, any and maybe the Giants had this spot somehow. Anyone, anyone else could have had this spot for all I care. They're only relevant because of a man who threw two touchdowns already tonight, and that's TB12. Don't, and also, coincidentally, when you see the scoreboard, it's TB. Top of Brady. Oh, my God. Top of Brady. Oh, and by the uh, way, well, hold on, relax. Look, 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 look. I, I know you're trying to rush to the game. Relax, buddy. Relax. 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 LaMelo Ball. Be- See how rude he is, folks? But LaMelo Ball became the youngest to ever record a triple-double. What's your thoughts on that? That's actually pretty cool. Um, LaMelo Ball is actually going to be a star in this league. I think he's going to be way better than the other two brothers because Lonzo only dropped like five points and is in the G League, so... Big ups to LaMelo. Keep, keep doing your thing up in Charlotte. I mean, Michael Jordan has got, done, done a lot of things wrong, but that might be a good pick that he did. That's right. And, uh, you know, tomorrow we're going to have some really good football games. The Bills, yeah, it was okay. Are. You know, again, Frank Reich chose, chose to become an idiot. I'll never understand how coaches blow the first time out in the second half in the third quarter. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand the challenge. I don't get it. I'm super shocked. Philip Rivers didn't throw a pick, um, you know. And and again, if if Washington played anybody else, I'd be rooting for for the football team to win because I'd want them to win so Alex Smith can potentially play next week. But I I think he's done regardless from. From from yeah. reading what they were talking about, you know, he had no feeling. He you know, you know, he he'd probably 
kill himself or hurt himself severely if he tried to play a football game right now. So you know what? He's probably going to retire with that comeback player of the year. And I think that was his only goal, really. I don't think he expected a playoff game. I think he just wanted to prove to the world, hey, don't cut off my leg, Doc. And I can sling that rock with the best of them. Because his record was 5-1. and one when he yep. stepped onto and the his field. one loss. And his one oh loss. Oh, my God. His one loss. That's all. He, 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 he didn't lose to it. He, it was a giant of a loss. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was good. You, you see that in there? Giant of a loss. I thought that, that, that was good. I like that. I like that. But, um, but obviously, obviously, quickly, um, Alex Smith is definitely going to go legal. Just him stepping on the field when Kyle, and I run, because Kyle Allen actually was their quarterback, but he suffered a nasty injury, and he was out. And then, because Dwayne Hackens was, was inactive, Alex Smith came in that game. So, big ups to Alex Smith for just stepping on the football field. So, congratulations to Alex Smith, man. You're probably, the, the football team probably won't win this game. But, man, for you to have the guts and courage to step on the field when you nearly lost your life and you had like 18 different surgeries... That alone, to me, is comeback player of the year. And I think that he's done. And I think, the, like I said, the Washington football team is going to have to figure out who their quarterback is going forward. And now that is that, I will be go, going into solitude to watch the rest of this game. Nick, thank you. Another great